Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to our severe case of indecision and our completely biased opinions with Ian and Tyler. You're listening to Sound Audits. How are we doing tonight, Tyler? Oh, better now, Ian. That makes two of us. Um, today, we're talking about... Uh, um, I guess this is an old news. This is fairly relevant in the span of the year. This is this is still, like... There's no... Way- here or anything like that. It's still fairly like in the now. Uh, we're gonna be talking about the new uh, from from Canada's very own the week and Able Test his new uh, album After Hours. New album drops drops March twenty yeah March twentieth. So it's yeah this is new this. Album had the uh, humongous hit single. At least "Lighting Lights" was the, the big, the big single off of this one. And people were flipping out. People, people have been flipping out a little bit about this. It was uh, doing well on the Apple charts for a little while. It certainly on just about everybody's radar. I, I, I kind of paid attention to it a little bit. The weekend has never really been something that has been in the forefront of my mind mainly because a lot of his other albums have been kind of shoddy it's really hit or miss he's had some some songs that are really great uh in the past and i will stand by the opinion that can't feel my face is a fantastic song you can debate me i will i will fight that until i die until i'm on my deathbed uh that can't feel my face is in fact a very good song Probably one of the best pop songs that was released in, what, 2015? Was it heavy Michael Jackson inspiration coming off of it? And that's mainly been, that's, that's been a big inspo- inspiration for uh, Mr. Abel for just about his entire career. But, I mean, do we need to give uh, too much of a bio on him? Probably not, other than he's Canadian. Um, he is about, holy shit, he's almost 30 at this point. Born in 1990, and he's had multiple tapes leading up to the... Those, I think it was a, a series of three mixtapes um, House of Balloons, Thursday, and Echoes of Silence. And then he started uh, dropping stuff like Dreamland. And he actually really, in the beginning of his career, he's one of those pop stars that had a, a he, he didn't have an immediate rise, but it was quick. Uh, he was in the public dynamically. Going from where we left off with Mr. Abel, uh, from his previous output, keeping in mind that his solo material uh at least in album form hasn't really done much for me his singles have been incredible a lot of times but album form never really it really did much for me i went into this with sort of a lukewarm like a like a kind of uh uh, hopefulness like that he would pull through on this one i guess just something more substantial than his other work because a lot of his other stuff has really been super hit or miss so going into this, uh, I was tentatively, tentatively excited, morbidly curious. That's just about all the preface I can give. Tyler, do you have anything to, to add or to say? I will say that I've listened to all of his albums. And you have. I have. And I have not particularly been a fan of his albums. Like you said, he has had some ridiculously huge massive singles and his it was Starboy wasn't it that was his like really breakout album I, I guess so yeah I mean I, he had I the, really the one... don't see I really don't see the excitement around the albums 
I understand that he is massive. I understand that he is he is big, but it's kind of I'm trying to think of somebody who's comparable who has massive singles and then puts out I don't want to say mediocre, but someone who puts out less than less than uh, average uh, material. Drake. Uh, Drake. Okay. I don't think I don't like Drake singles, but that's an yeah, unpopular that's opinion. <laughs> Regardless, I, I, I can hear the I can hear the sounds of our followers leaving. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> they all left the room. <laughs> yeah, I'm not about it, but that's just me. I haven't been huge on the weekend, so going into this, um, I had a pretty lukewarm taste, you know, getting getting my feet wet with this one. But I've listened to it extensively, and whether it's a good thing or bad thing that I know it pretty well, I I know this project pretty well, so I guess I'm ready to start. Okay, well, let's shall we talk about the music? We shall. We shall. So, getting into the nitty-gritty here. Um, This album, we're not reviewing the deluxe edition, or the deluxe version. Um, Very, very sad, but uh, just decided to do it in in its regular studio form. 14 tracks. Um, about 40 minutes, something around there. Um, standard album length. This is not that big of a, a bite to take. Um, but I have to say that from the singles uh, from this project, I was surprised the direction that The weekend took, um, especially with um, promoting this album. Uh, when it comes to the sound of the singles and when it comes to the aesthetic of the singles, it's the usual dark moodiness that surrounds a, a weekend track. Um, but I have to say, I think he, he released the, the title track as one of the singles. And that track is about five minutes long. And it is a winding multi-phase track uh, in which there are two different iterations of a chorus. Um, it's, it's quite the undertaking. Um, so, and the other two, I mean, I'm not going to say that these were by the numbers weekend tracks because they are not. I am going to say that, uh, from blinding lights, I could tell that the eighties influence was definitely in, um, massive eighties influence coming off of this track, especially the synths and some of the drums. Um, some of the drums made me feel like I was listening to a fucking Genesis song or something like that. Um, there's definitely it bleeds 80s i'm just gonna leave it at that it bleeds 80s and and heartless was a track that i didn't particularly like on first listen uh but after coming back to it the hook the hook is sharp as fuck um and the drums bang the drums smack um so i was kind of excited uh off of the singles um and i will say that this is definitely not a perfect album uh, this is another one of those kind of hit or miss situations. Uh, less so in the fact that it is more aesthetically pleasing, um, even though some of the aesthetics are definitely all over the place. Um, I, I, I find it kind of... He's pulling from a lot of different areas. Um, so I, I have to say, though, that I liked this more than I was anticipating liking it. And even though some of the tracks on here are are not my favorite weekend songs, um, some of them are very very good. Uh, and the '80s influence comes off hard 
throughout the entirety of this thing. Whether that be good or bad, I'll leave it up to you. But um, I thought that some of the 80s influence was, in fact, tasteful. Um, I thought it wasn't really too much of a bastardization. It was mixed in with his style uh, pretty well. I enjoyed some of it. Uh, Blinding Lights being, again, one of the biggest examples. Um, Escape from L.A. being another one of Faith as well, as well as some of the uh, thematic content that he tackles on this album, I find to be far more substantial than a lot of his previous work. Um, there's a lot more to dive into here, which is interesting. It, and from the from the album cover, you can kind of tell that there's a bit of a character portrait or a character portrait going on here. It kind of shows in the track list um, with just how dark and moody, moody some of this is, with the '80s aesthetic as well. I've if I remember correctly, the the music videos were kind of 80s inspired as well. So I have to say that in terms of content and the way that he strung it together, this was not the worst job that I've ever seen. One of the things that I think is really interesting about him and his music and just kind of the, whatever the, the character that he is in his music on his past records. And this is no, this, this one is no exception he's a mix of sadistic passive aggressive and he comes off often as very very sexy and it's weird to have a heartthrob in this music climate that is almost the villain i was gonna say it's almost antagonistic he almost comes off as the anti-hero on this right he is often portrayed across these tracks and all of his albums as the bad guy. And I, I don't see, he reminds me of Michael Jackson in his voice, in his, his R&B and pop and his style in the 80s and all of that kind of, whatever the combination of all of those things is very Michael Jackson-esque. However, Michael Jackson was not the bad guy. The version of a heartthrob that he is is so different than anything that I can remember. It's not a boy band. It's not like a Harry Styles scenario. It's not a God it's damn. Not it a. Not? I'm trying to think who else. An Elvis. It's absolutely not. He he comes off as like kind of tempting, kind of evil, and this is no exception. He certainly has memorable. I think he has some really memorable instrumentals on this. He has some very memorable hooks, very memorable vocals. I don't think that there were a lot of verses that I thought were particularly weak. However, I didn't think that there were a lot of choruses that were extremely memorable aside from um, Blinding Lights and a few other tracks. So as far as memorability goes, I don't really know if this is up there for me, but it's not... I think that I think that this is going to be pleasing to fans and maybe even people who find themselves listening uh, around his genre. I think that this is going to be fine, but for somebody going in without a particularly acquired weekend taste, I don't know if this is going to be the place that I would recommend starting. I think I would start probably a little further back in his discography with his trilogy of mixtapes uh, that he started. I would agree with that. I would, I would say start there. I'd- the thing that's interesting is it's kind of a complete 180 in terms of portrayal on this record, um, where like you said earlier in his work, you can find him being a lot sexier. He's talking about 
kind of more vague topics, where in this he's a little bit more focused, especially on the aesthetic, with the feeling of basically the devil on your shoulder, something along those lines. He's definitely he's it's 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 the the change is very very noticeable. It is not your usual weekend. And that's one of the qualities that I think I like most about this is it's something he took a risk on this for better or for worse. He took a risk and it was interesting to see where he went with it. And some of the songs on here are enjoyable as hell. Snow child being one of them, the minimal, uh, the minimal aesthetic of that song being as simple as it is. And yet as detailed as it is, some of the mixes on this album are absolutely incredible as well as the production side of things. He definitely has, I, he has a, a, a list of, of producers a mile long. Uh, you can go look that up. And it is very, very diverse. He's pulling from a lot of different areas. And I enjoyed a lot of the sentiment of stuff of, um, not stuff, Jesus, use words. Um, Faith. Faith was one of the tracks that I enjoyed. Uh, the, the lyrical content of, especially coming from. It's fantastic. Um, yeah. Sort of the, the, the angle of losing his religion because of uh, being in the place that he's in. That, that's actually one of the specific lyrics he's, that he's losing his religion. And I thought that was a kind of a very powerful sentiment, especially for a weekend song. Also escape from LA um, being that, and again, as sexual as his lyrics are um, as raunchy as they are, it's kind of, again, part of the selling point and escape from LA is another one of those kind of winding twisting tracks um, that is multi-phased and has two iterations of the chorus. This one, he goes into detail about how all LA, LA girls on this are the same, how they've all had the same work done to their face and he doesn't judge and kind of going into a critique on just the culture surrounding, celebrity culture surrounding LA. Um, and I thought that was very, very interesting and kind of thoughtful. And In Your Eyes, for all of the gripes that I have with it, is super Michael Jackson inspired. I think this is the one where it comes through most, especially with the uh, horns and the saxophone solo on the back end. Yeah, I can hear it. But I think, honestly, the crown jewel of this record might be the closer. And I'm going to tell you why. With the character portrayal on this album, it almost plays out cinematically. In a way, there is no overarching uh, storyline or anything. I don't think that you could pull out of this. It's kind of just, again, a character portrayal. And if that is true, uh, Until I Bleed Out, track number 14, is the most cinematic closer that you could possibly put onto this record. It is massive. It is enormous. The bass, as well as the incredibly huge synths, the passionate vocal performance, and just the extremely dark lyrics that one of the darkest choruses that he's ever come through with um basically screaming out into the void about how uh he's bleeding out and shit um it's just it is a very very dark and cinematic and larger than life ending to this album um and that is something that i was very very impressed with in terms of replayability with this record I, I think I'm going to come back to it. I think I'm going to come back to a couple of tracks on here, especially throughout the rest of the year. There are some takeaways here. While I would say go back and listen to his older stuff, this is not something I don't, I, I don't think this is something that you'd want to avoid in the grander scheme of the year, especially if you are a music fan, um, because it holds weight. There is, there, there is some legitimately kind of impassioned and even somewhat moving moments on this record in the way that he performs. And I think he's come into his own as a performer 
a little bit more on this record and define himself a little bit more. And for that, I think this is, I think this is a worthy record. I think this is worthwhile, but Tyler, you can tell me how I'm wrong in the next section. I don't know what it is about his lyrics, but him cursing kind of makes me cringe. When he drops the F word, when he drops the N word, um, there's something about it that I just can't, I, I can't really take him seriously. And like maybe, a little bit too much edge? Maybe, maybe, and I think it's, I think it's a, I don't know. I think it's just, I don't know that his, his personality off stage fits with what is on stage as much and it might even be what is you know watching him sit and talk in an interview is kind of this chill dude and i don't know he just doesn't come across as a very intimidating villainous anything and then to watch him or rather to listen to him on this project dropping kind of heavy words and things that carry weight in that way it's just a little hard to take seriously and it kind of it makes me cringe a little bit the first time that i like i got better as i listened to it but the first time it was like an immediate turnoff it was like this is not really fitting and this does not really add anything it's just kind of making me like i don't want to listen to this dude like say this and it's not like a thing where you're listening to jay-z and it's in the context or it's you're listening to kanye and it, it just doesn't fit it feels out of place it feels like i'm putting this in so that i can sound mature i'm putting this in so that i can resonate with the people who are going to think this is cool you know and it, it's just it, it didn't do it for me so starting off there was a lot of that and i mean looking at the track listing Every single song, except for Blinding Lights, imagine that, and After Hours, imagine that, two of the big tracks off of this project are all like that. So that puts me in the, the mindset of, okay, then who is Blinding Lights trying to appeal to? Is this the radio? Like, okay, well, this, was, this is a grab written for radio. And I'm not saying that it's not good. I'm not saying that it wasn't done well, but it puts me in the, it puts me in the train of thought, which I don't want to be in. And okay, is this a money thing? Is he doing this because this is the optimal way to maximize? It's not like this dude needs more money, right? Is this a stylistic choice that he has made based upon what is going to bring in the most most hits, most views, most TikTok ability, whatever it is, <laughs> whatever it is. I honestly get that vibe. I kind of get that opinion listening to this because you're not going to hear scared to live on the radio. You're going to be hearing the clean, flowy, vibrant, beautiful uh, blinding lights or after hours. And that's just kind of that, whether anyone else feels this way or not, that's just kind of shitty to me. Like that kind of bothers me. It feels disingenuous. So I had that going for me. Um, <laughs> On top of that, I don't think that this album flows well at all. I don't think that the track listing is particularly smart in the way I, that it I'm going to agree with you on that one. And there are some times where I'm finally starting to get it. Okay, I'm getting into it. You know, we got two tracks down on the belt that were fine. You were starting to gain momentum. Next track, killed. All momentum. Gone. 
absolutely starting yeah. back from where it was. So it took it's a me, shoddy track list. It took me two or three listens before I actually listened to the thing the whole way through. And sometimes I would just need to take a 15 minute break in between and then continue just because I was getting irritated or just not excited about doing it. And then, uh, you know, as I became more familiar and listened to it more, and once I was on the third listen, I think, uh, that's when I listened to it all the way through without taking any breaks or anything. And it was like, wow, that's, that's just like a total vibe killer. Even if there are good tracks and there are good tracks on this, I'm not saying that they're not actually, there's probably four or five that are genuinely like thought out, well-written, good songs. There are some uh, incredible cuts on here. I, I didn't say in the last section and I meant to, uh, his vocal finesse is ridiculous. Like yes. the, dude, the dude has, the dude has golden pipes. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely amazing vocals. The and shafts of a god. The shaft. I mean, hello. <laughs> not that uh, shaft. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. No. Forget I said that. Forget I said that. <laughs> I was not had, sucking his dick. He has six penises. Shafts of a god. No. Despite that, there were just some logistical things like, why would you do that? I don't think that this needed to be 56 minutes. And the fact that he put out a deluxe oh, with four more, four more songs... I guess that's for the people that are like really fans of him because I'm not going to listen to the additional three songs. I think that this album would have been stronger if it had been 10 tracks and it had been reordered to Agreed. actually flow and not have vibe killers spread throughout it. Because if you get two great songs in a row, great. Put a great 40 second transition or something in there and lead it into the next song. That would be so much better than having two good songs, trash, I don't want to say trash. That's a little rude. Two good songs, not as good of a song, and then another good. Like that just that just kills it. When I'm listening to this, if I get two in a row and then a bad one, I don't want to continue. I just want to stop there. And maybe I'm, that's just me being impatient, but I feel like I feel like I'm not the only one who's going to get easily bored. There are so many things that I could listen to that would keep my attention and be more interesting than the every other track thing that i'm dealing with this the only transition that really impressed me was the transition from faith into blinding lights where the end of faith kind of fades off uh in these very like airy synths and it's almost like a callback to the next track to blinding lights and it makes for a smooth transition and that's like the only one on here and that rubs everything me the, else that, is a, that everything else is me the wrong way yeah that rubs me the wrong way you know why because they know that that's a great track. Oh man, I'm getting irritated now. You could put you could put a transition going into Blinding Lights because that's the song that everybody's coming for, right? And you couldn't do it for a single other on the album. I, I lied. The transition not, not between, single other, but, but the transition between Faith and Blinding Lights, and then uh, the way that After Hours and Until I Bleed Out. Uh, the way that uh, that took I don't out the know record. if those are comparable. The way that that took the record out, I am going to say I was impressed. Not necessarily just the compliment, the, just the way that they complimented each other. Okay. It felt like it felt no, The ordering was definitely right there. Like that was yeah. absolutely the right thing to do. I don't know. I was just, there's so much about this that just rubs me the wrong way. And there, there's, there's a lot that I think while it is tasteful and like he's probably doing a lot of the the genre hopping and the throwbacks to the best of his abilities and all of the producers in the studio, it's still a lot of it comes off feeling very much like someone else's music from the past 
And I don't know that this is anywhere near as good as prior works. I even thought that maybe Starboy was better than this. And I remember the first time I listened to that and I thought that was pretty atrocious. So I don't, I don't, I don't think that this one is going to age well. And I don't think that we're going to be looking back years from now and remembering this as being a great, a great album of the 2020s, you know? I don't even know that this album is going to look favorable by the end of the year. It doesn't hold that much material for me that I'm thinking that this is the big one or a big one of the year. Absolutely is in terms of radio and in terms of listeners and just fame in general. He is massive. Of course, what he's doing is massive. But the way that the Childish Gambino album holds weight, the way that the Eminem album wasn't good, but the way that that holds weight, I don't think that this one is going to live like that. It kind of reminds me. It kind of reminds me of Ed Sheeran's "Divide." You couldn't oh, have God. a bigger. You couldn't have a bigger artist. Don't remind me. Ed Sheeran, right? That album died after six months. People were done with it. I don't. I, I this kind of this makes me think of that. I'm sorry. That's the way yeah. you've been told. That was quite the TED talk. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Ian, did you have anything really specific that you were upset about? I mean, after the, 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 the monologue that you just had, I'm not going to like take too much time because you definitely uh, touched on more massive points than I'm going to. How much did I you just, disagree? I just thought um, on a scale of one to 10, uh, I, I, I disagreed with like about, about, about like 30% of it. That was not a scale of one to ten, but never mind. Um, I I agree that this has a very shoddy uh, track list. Uh, the flow of it is equally as shoddy, um, as well as the tracks that are shoddy. The tracks that make it shoddy um, are the ones that are, for some reason, more poorly mixed. Uh, the the of course on a, on a on a on a weekend album, you're gonna get some shoddy some shoddy songs like some kind of not so well written tracks um that's always kind of been the case just stuff that could have been taken back to the drawing board some core progressions that could have been fleshed out a little bit more to to work better in their contexts um like in your eyes where the core progression feels very very out of place um and save your tears those tracks back to back as well as repeat after me the interlude felt fucking worthless and the first two tracks i as much as i really like the groove of too late uh the second track those could have been taken back to the drawing board as well. Um, as well as just, it's not the greatest tone setter for the record with it being the eighties throwback that it is. There are some, like you said, logistical things that could have been taken back to the drawing board and fleshed out a little bit better. I am going to disagree with you, however, about the character portrait thing and the way he portrays himself. Um, because as much as that does kind of feel disingenuous, it's not the first time that a big artist like this has done something like this, just a reinvention of a sound or a character. It's for better or for worse, very, very ambitious. I don't know. Just in the aesthetic uh, realm of this album, I think he pulled through. That's my opinion. Um, I did have problems with it, but definitely not going to go down. And like you said, it may not hold weight for the, in the rest scheme of the rest of the year. Who knows? But 
it, it it's definitely not going to go down as one of the worst albums of the year or anything like that. I don't think that this is bad as a whole. I wouldn't say that like I would give this like a really poor grade. Like this is bad music. It's just this is it's just overhyped. It's a massive issue. It's a massive album, and there's just certain things that kind of tweak my dislike a little too much for me to enjoy this as much as the next person. And I think a lot of it might be me and not be the actual album. I think it might just be problems that I have with myself. And oh my, my god, my, inner, my, my inners are coming out. And, <laughs> no, I just I just think that a lot of this is my What's own bias my own biased opinion is is what i'm saying i'm pulling a pitchfork on this we have one. a comp- this album no we have Fuck a completely no we have a com- we have a completely unbiased opinion shut up this is sound audits this is our brand we're moving on to the next section unbiased all right ladies and gentlemen you have heard it here uh, this album was either solid or a little flaccid. And I am on Team Flaccid. It is on Team Solid. It's just a little medium rare for me. Do you want to give this a rating or did you have anything you wanted to get off your chest before the uh, critics agree with me? I think I eloquently stated my opinions. I, think I, so I, I, I don't I, think I did mine very well, but that's... Oh my that's god. Okay. <laughs> Fortunately, I'll be able to fight with whoever wants to argue in the comments. I just thought that this is kind of a uh, eh, meh, kind of meh. I'll Come go on, ahead. Lay it on me. Lay it on me. I'll give. I'll give you my grade. This for me is a six point three. That is far more favorable than I was expecting. No, I don't think that this is terrible. There are good songs on this. There's probably four or five songs that are like genuinely really solid, and then there's a handful of other ones that are okay. And then there's a handful of other ones that are boner games. Dog shit. Yes. And I don't even think there's a lot. But the way that they're spread out, it's just like... It's just a wrench gets thrown into the tire every 40 yards of listening to this project. And I kind was not... Of. I got tired of changing the tires. That's And all. I don't know how much of a, of, at fault Abel is for that. I don't know... I don't know how much of a say he put into that. I don't know how many sense he put into that. I I don't know how much of this was a push from a record label. I don't know. I wonder if he's even heard this record. Oh my God. He's so big. Like he probably doesn't have to. He probably waltzes in. He says his words and the beautiful, lovely tone he has. And then he waltzes on out of there, picks up his briefcase of cash, six mil, big bills. And then he goes home. I don't know. He seems like a massage. I don't. He seems like the kind of person to want to have a say in his music. So I don't know. I'm not going to take anything away from him. I'm going to give this a 69. Wow, we weren't that far off. <laughs> this is 6.9. 6.9 to like. I I really wanted to give want to give this like a straight 6.9 just for the meme, but that would be disingenuous. So I'm going to say like 6.9 to 7.1. Most favorable on a good day, it'll be a 7.2. Okay, something in that range. I, I was kind of reasonable. I was, I was kind of impressed with some of this stuff, and I'm not ashamed to say that. 
because I do genuinely think that some of the weekend's best material shows up here, uh, as well as some of his most lukewarm, but some of his best. So I wish I'm gonna leave it at that. Into two albums, and I I would have loved to have ten songs on this record, and then ten, 10 songs, songs on a B sides later date. I would have I think that would have been the way to do it, and that would have given a better just a better record you know this isn't going to be a better taste this is not a this is not an album to be nominated for grammys or big awards or anything like that i think it's who knows maybe yeah with the grammys who knows? we'll see this with year the grammys who knows i mean this year hasn't been exactly huge so not who knows yeah who knows i mean summer's so, usually the time where it ramps up yeah but they only happen until they only happen until october that's the Grammy cutoff. So anyway, well, we'll see. Thank you for listening. The future. Follow the weekend on all of the platforms. He's got a billion followers, but one more won't hurt. You can follow us on Instagram at Sound Audits. You can follow us on Twitter at Sound Audits. If you would like to be featured on the podcast, you want to do an interview, you have your own music you'd like us to share. You can email us at Sound Audits Podcast. If you would like to give at us gmail.com a, at gmail.com. Yeah, that's important. We don't do AOL or Hotmail or any of that. Uh, if you would like to big dicks, small, if you would like to give us a small donation of 99 cents, you can do so at the podcasting description uh, or in our Instagram bio link for the price of two gumballs. You can support two broke college kids. Uh, oh, I love hearing you say that. Are Ian? I know that kind of gets me excited. It's smooth. It's smooth like butter. It is right on my butt. We'll be back Friday at nine a.m. or Sunday at nine a.m. You can find cool. us on either of those days. We'll have interviews. We'll have episodes. We'll have all sorts of cool stuff coming out. So keep your eyes peeled and Take your care. eyes on our Instagram as well or on our social media because we will be updating you. And uh, stay safe, please. Yeah, please. 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 Don't leave unless you really need to. Yeah. Just stay inside. What's the what's the harm? Unless you're an essential worker, in which case just be safe, please. I salute you. I salute you if you're an essential worker. You can't see me, but I'm saluting. Uh so yeah, we'll see you in the next episode. Peace. But yeah. I guess he he felt that that much of a way that he actually is gonna. That makes me feel good. That 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 makes my dick a, a little bit small or a little bit less. What? <laughs> <laughs> that makes my dick a little bit small. No, a little bit less small. I'm sorry. That, little... that kind of makes me flaccid. <laughs> I was excited and it's gone. It's I'm gone. sorry. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that in the slightest. Don't put that in the episode. That's what the weekend album did, man. <laughs> it just, it took my manhood away. Oh my God. This album was not that flaccid. It was softcore porn. That's what it was. Like a little bit more than 50 shades, but not much. Just a little bit of tit. Is basically all you're seeing. A little bit of tit and a little bit of the guy's butthole, uh, but not the other parts. <laughs> so all the parts you don't want to see, in, in other words. Unless you're into that sort of thing in which I will not discriminate. Some people are into that. Some people like this album. Apparently you like buttholes. 
Fuck off, okay? Okay. Suck my cock.